0: This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Megeau and Brian Harden. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic Gunpoint podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. October 13th, 1969. Sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington and Maple last night. To prove this, here is a blood-stained piece of his shirt. I am the same man who did in The People in North Bay Area. The SF police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motorcycles, seeing who could make the most noise. The car drivers should have just parked their cars and sat there quietly waiting for me to come out of cover. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kiddies as they come bouncing out. It is signed with the crosshair symbol and included with the letter was a piece of bloodstained shirt that had been cut from Paul Stein's body. This letter, when you break it down, is far more controlled than any of the others. The spelling and grammar are more or less correct. He makes assertion, I am the same man who did in the people in the North Bay Area. That's an interesting quest question that raises because instead of saying I am the killer of the kids at Lake Berryessa or Blue Rock Spring or Vallejo, he makes it more general. The SF police could have caught me if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motorcycles, seeing who could make the most noise. An interesting point, taunting the police, but I tend to be of the assertion that By the time the majority of the cops got there, he was long gone. Potentially into another cab. And that's a a key element that I think gets missed here. Maybe he went to Washington and Maple or just up the street with an escape route already planned. Perhaps his car. Perhaps getting another cab. Which would seem rather dangerous, honestly. Because we know he had access to a vehicle. He had to have. If he murdered Paul Stein and wrote this letter, which seems almost 100% certainty as he had access to a piece of Paul Stein's shirt, then you would expect more. You would expect there to be some sort of clear claim. Zodiac didn't hang around. He certainly didn't hang around at, at the Jensen Faraday murder. He didn't hang around at Maggio Farron. He didn't even hang around at Lake Berryessa, though he may have lingered beforehand. The idea that he just hid in a park doesn't make much sense. I think he hightailed it out of there. Probably to a waiting vehicle. Now, there are possibilities here of an accomplice. Perhaps the accomplice wrote the letters, but I'm not entirely sure. What's interesting here, though, is the last portion. The third paragraph. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. Why include this? Except to turn himself into a figure of terror. And this is the last thing he mentioned. If you look at his other communications, many of them come with a threat. I will cruise around killing people who are alone at night until Sunday night or until I kill a dozen people. From his cipher before the undecipherable bit at the end. All they have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or atop my collectog of slaves for my afterlife. The only one where there isn't an implied or explicit threat is the August 4th, 69 letter. I was not happy to see that I did not get front page coverage. This letter is saying two things. I did it. The bloodstained shirt pretty much proves that. And the cops were joked. But then he tacks on this threat against school children. And here's where I may or may not go off the rails. I think he knew he was stopping here. I do not believe that Zodiac was just going to keep killing I think by wrapping up his activities, by moving from kids alone in relatively isolated location, first at night, then during the day, and then killing someone at night still, but in the middle of the city, showing that he could if he wanted to. He had experienced what he needed, but he still wanted to feel the power. He still wanted to be feared. Nothing drives terror better than threats against children. And here, not necessarily tacked on, but I think he really wanted to fill the page. He makes a threat to keep himself and the idea of the zodiac alive because he knows he is no longer going to be killing. Because he has, at least largely, satisfied his desires, relatively satisfied his bloodlust, but has not come close to fulfilling the ego boost he needed. This letter, to me, is written by a man who is done with the act of killing, but desperately wants to become the boogeyman. This letter proves all of that. And while the next letter is not nearly as informative, the dripping pen card that included the uh, 340 cipher, it's very simple. November 8th, 1969. This is the Zodiac speaking. Though you would need a good laugh before you hear the bad news, you won't get the news for a while yet. P.S. Could you print this new cipher on your front page? I get awfully lonely when I'm ignored. So lonely I could do my thing. Deaths, July, August, September, October equals seven. Interesting, isn't it? He underlines thing, by the way, six times. There's not much there, but it closes with a threat. But the threat it closes with is when I get awfully lonely when I'm ignored. I could do my thing. He's saying, if you do not continue propagating my image as a monster, I will kill again. He has no intention of killing again. If he did, he'd have gone out and done it, and done it spectacularly publicly. The following, exceptionally long, the death machine letter sent to the Chronicle is actually almost exactly the same letter as the first one, only given more time. Structurally, it's very similar. It opens... This is the Zodiac speaking. Up to the end of Oct, I have killed seven people. I have grown rather angry with the police for their telling lies about me. So I shall change the way, the collecting of slaves. I shall no longer announce to anyone when I commit my murders. They shall look like routine robberies, killings of anger, and a few fake accidents, etc. That right there indicates he's not going to kill anyone. It indicates simply that he is going to take credit. How simple. And he says, this is Zodiac speaking. By the end of Oct, I have killed seven people. We know five. We have the Riverside killing, potentially. One more is not out of the question. Or it could be he is simply inflating his number. And it's almost certain that he was. That first paragraph tells you the story of the entire first letter. Open up with who I am. Say what I have done. Mock the police. Make a threat. But here, the threat... More or less says he is not going to kill again, but he is damn well sure going to make sure everyone thinks he will. A couple of interesting notes, by the way. He says the police shall never catch me because I have been too clever for them. Uh, I look like the description passed out only when I do my thing. The rest of the time I look entirely different. I shall not tell you what my describe consists of when I kill. No, it's a lie. It's a lie to discredit what's already out there. Whilst we wear the hood. 2. As of yet, I have left no fingerprints behind me. Contrary to what the police say in my killings, I wear transparent fingertip guards. All it is is two coats of airplane cement coated on my fingertips. Quite unnoticeable and very effective. Possibly true. He was possibly also just wearing gloves. Doesn't matter. 3. My killing tools have been brought in through the mail order outfits before the ban went into effect except one, and it was bought outside of the state. So, as you can see, the police don't have much to work on. If you wonder why I was wiping the cab down, I was leaving fake clues for the police to run all over town with. As one might say, I gave the cops some bussy work to do to keep them happy. I enjoy needling the blue pigs. Hey, blue pig, I was in the park. You were using fire trucks to mask the sound of your cruising prowl cars. The dogs never came within two blocks of me, and they were to the west. There was only two groups of parking about ten minutes apart when motorcycles went by about 150 feet away going from south to northwest. That is the interesting one, and for a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons why I believe he had a car waiting for him, and probably his own car, was I believe he had a police band radio. All he would need to do is drive a few blocks even. And with some fine-tuning, he could easily listen in on everything the cops said and did. Here he's saying, I did all of this magical stuff to hide my identity. You know what? It's highly possible, but this section has one thing that is far more telling. It's riddled with mistakes. Clues. C-L-E-W-S. Cruising. C-R-U-Z-E-I-N-G. Effect. E-F-E-C-T. Circles. Or cycles. C-I-C-L-E-S. Think about this. The rest of this has been relatively clean, except for disguise, which is D-E-S-C-I-S-E. But if he wrote this at once, he is getting more and more agitated. And I think it's highly probable that he stopped before he wrote the PS. It's a long letter. There's more, much more to it. This has, of course, the diagram of the bomb for the bus, The very strange block letters. Please rush to editor. Mailed from San Francisco. This letter proves more than the others, to me at least, that he was already done and simply needed to stay an object of terror. This full super long letter is all over the place. You can find it no problem. I recommend going to either Wikisource or any of the major Zodiac sites, honestly. But really, the last letter... In this case, a Christmas card sent to Melvin Belli, that, to me, has some actual importance. December 20th, 1969. Dear Melvin, this is the Zodiac speaking. I wish you a happy Christmas. The only thing I ask of you is this. Please help me. I cannot reach out for help because of this thing in me won't let me. I am finding it extremely difficult to hold it in check. I am afraid I will lose control again and take my ninth and possibly tenth victim. Please help me, I am drowning. At the moment, the children are safe from the bomb because it is so massive to dig in and the trigger mech requires much work to get it adjusted just right. But if I hold back too long from No-9, I will loose all control of myself and set the bomb up. Please help me, I cannot remain in control for much longer. Also sent with a piece of Paul Stein's shirt. Also signed with the crosshairs. On a per-word basis, this may have the most errors christmas with two s's vic tom drowning though i'm willing to forgive that one he even crossed out complete spelling it c-o-m-p-l-e-t and then he just went with all control but this is so different the lettering is much cleaner than any of the other letters but it still seems very much in line but here he's actually asking for help which makes you think well maybe he's having a moment of clarity but then i realized when i was reading this for like the 50th time No, this isn't him asking for a moment of clarity. This is him reaching out to someone who is a higher status, more visible person. One of the most visible people in San Francisco, Melvin Belli. Knowing that his association with Melvin will lead him up to a higher level of awareness. That is what these letters are about. He's not going to kill anymore. He knows he's not. But he does not want to lose what the killing has gained him, which is the notoriety that has avoided him all his life. These letters are the key to Zodiac. These letters show that he was stopping. And when we get to the later portion of the case, we'll realize that Paul Stein's death was Mary Kelly's death for the Jack the Ripper case. As a figure in the case, Paul Stein, to me, is the saddest. A man who was on the verge of changing his life but also the most random. And that's the saddest. And I say he's the most random because I don't believe he knew maybe Farron, perhaps, but he was killing people in the North Bay together, perhaps striking out at the fact that he's alone, that he has no one, that what he wants has been denied to him. And then Paul Stein happened. And I truly believe it was a random murder that simply he got into a cab and whoever was in that cab, he was going to shoot. And he did. Ending a life that should have continued and grown a man murdered for no other reason than doing his job. Extremely sad. And I can only hope that if the Zodiac ever is captured, and I don't hold out much hope for that, that we finally have a name to put to the victims. And Stein in particular, I think, deserves that. His memory deserves to be known who ended such a promising life. This is Zodiac Speaking, the podcast, Clouds at Gunpoint's family podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. Hopefully, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Cinequest is coming up, so I'll be there. Might even record an episode during it. If you have any comments, any theories, if you know anyone I can talk to about any of the victims on a personal level, please drop me an email. Johnny Eponymous, J O H N N Y E P O N Y M O U S, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Zodiac speaking.